Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Welcome once again to Under an Open Heaven podcast. Uh, We're glad to have you join in. Uh, We're going to be doing our first psalm reflection this week. Um, My name is Arthur Richardson, and my co-host is Colton. Hello. Yeah, so today we're going to be reflecting on Psalm 4. And uh, before we started podcasting, both he and I uh, were just commenting on how much this psalm was like hitting home for us. Um, And we just want to welcome you into that uh, real quick. So uh, we're going to begin reading this psalm. So if you want to join me in just uh, listening or pulling out your Bibles, we're going to start going with it. Answer me when I call my saving God. When troubles hem me in, set me free. Take pity on me, hear my prayer. How long, O people, will you be hard of heart? Why do you love what is worthless? Chase after lies. Know that the Lord works wonders for his faithful one. The Lord hears when I call out to him. Tremble and sin no more. Weep bitterly within your hearts. Wail upon your beds. Offer fitting sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many say we see... May we see better times. Lord, show us the light of your face. But you have given my heart more joy than they have when grain and wine abound. In peace, I will lie down and fall asleep. For you alone, Lord, make me secure. All right. So, Colton, what are your first thoughts? My first thoughts are uh, like whenever I do liturgy of the hours and stuff like that, I was almost going to say glory to the father and to the son and the Holy spirit. <laughs> like, I can close out the Psalm and go to an antiphon, but I'm like, right, don't right. do it. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the night prayers. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry. That's, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but other than that, the Psalm, man. Yeah. Like we were talking before, it really rings true uh, to me this week, particularly, you know, I, I just had a lot of, a lot of trouble remembering kind of what God has done for me. Um, and so reminding myself to trust in God. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely something that, that recurs, not just throughout scripture, but in my life. God just saying, just trust in me, trust in me, trust in me. Yeah, this is definitely what I needed to hear today. What about you? Yeah, uh, a couple of lines really struck me. Um, answer me when I call my saving God. When troubles hem me in, set me free. Take pity on me, hear my prayer. I don't like that first bit, like when I was deciding like which Psalm we would start off with, I read that and I was like, it's Psalm four. We're reflecting on this right here, right now, because like, this is one hitting me, but also two, I don't know. Like sometimes I'll be honest with you there. They're, like, this is, this is what um kind of was hitting me and what the Lord has been showing me uh, that I have these lies that circulate in my mind that kind of direct how I perceive things, how I perceive God, how I perceive other people. And this answer me when I call my saving God like that, that there's something in me that's convinced that I have to earn God's love. I have to earn the right to be heard by him when I call. But then stating my saving God like kind of hits home again with like, I'm not even in control of my own salvation. It's him and him alone. You know, like (laughs) like that hit me pretty darn hard. And then when troubles hem me in, set me free. So he's not just saving me, he's delivering me. So like these lies, these different things, like not getting my unemployment 
for five weeks or like just whatever, like whatever troubles that are causing anxiety and stress and like whatever, like I'm asking God, like set me free, like set me free from all that's holding me back. And I don't know, like Colton, you mentioned this, but I'm going to straight up go there because like, I totally agree. Like there are times I look back on my life and or I look at my life right now and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, God, like you're going to do it. You're right. going gonna to save me. Cause like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, and I think it's, it's these lies that, that really circulate that kind of break down that vision and understanding that God is actually active and doing stuff in my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I talked about it uh, before this, that I don't know. I feel like God, that there were many times, um, previously just over the past few years that God is promising and promising and promising and having looked back, it's hard to remember what he's done. I don't know. It, it's, it's a really weird thing, uh, swinging between times when you're experiencing, you know, consolation times when you're experiencing desolation to remember anything about what it was like before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that that's your experience too, but, um, yeah, I'm very much in the moment kind of a person. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really hard to get out of, the moment and, and get some perspective on it. Like, um, looking back, I felt like God was telling me like, you know, things are just going to like explode. Like there's going to be a lot of blessing coming up and here we are. And here I am, you know, uh, kind of experiencing what feels like a lack mm-hmm. of, uh, of that promise being true. And that's so hard to get through, uh, to, to even, uh, to, to get, you know, your trust to maintain strength of any kind. Yeah, uh, man. And it's nice to know that uh, I think this was, uh, yeah, this is the Psalm of David. So David, this is David praying that, that he experienced that too. Mm-hmm. Um, that hopelessness, that helplessness, that, that, that cry of distress. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, and I want to mention too, like the reason why like this first season, we're going to be focusing on the Psalms is um, these Psalms were said on the ascent into Jerusalem. Like these these prayers were prayed like on a daily basis for Jews, but they would pray this on the ascent to the holy place. They would pray this on ascent up the mountain to God. So like this kind of pulls at our human experience. So like God, God wants to interact with us in such a way that like he, it's not just like the divine separated from the humanity, but like God wants to pull out our humanity into wholeness he wants us to accept and to acknowledge all the feelings, whether they're like happy feelings or like a lot of people would consider negative feelings of like sadness and fear and um, anger. Like the Lord wants to like let us acknowledge that so that we can ascend into faith and into trust. And I think, and, and we were talking about this beforehand too, I think that like, these Psalms and these promises like that the Lord gives us, well, we should read them in, in the light of. Is, is the crucifixion. So when Jesus, Jesus spent three years of his ministry saying like, God, the father loves you. He sent me to save you. I'm going to do all of these miracles. I'm going to tell you all of these stories that explain this reality. And then I'm going to die for you. And I'm going to be raised in three days. And the only people like he promised multiple times that he would die, like die a horrid de- death. He, he even said, I, I will like the, just as, Moses raised the serpent on a pole. So the man, son of man be raised up on a tree, basically saying like, I'm going to be crucified, everybody. Like I'm going to die the most humiliating death. I'm going to do it for you. And then I'm going to rise on the third day. 
And everybody, excluding his enemies, didn't believe that he was going to rise on the third day. They just thought he was dead, right? And then what did Jesus do? He rose on the third day. So, like, I, I and this goes back to how we understand God's promises of, like, how he sets us free. You know, like, he takes these miserable, horrible things in our life and redeems them in ways that we can never quite fully understand or expect. He always takes the opportunity, I guess you could say, to like surprise us and do something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I noticed that in times whenever I'm whenever I'm encountering hopelessness or, or that feeling of uh, distress, or maybe maybe I just feel like my my trust in God has been betrayed. Uh, anytime that I've returned to God or turned to God in that time, um, with my complaints, uh, they've never really been unanswered, which is a weird thing. Uh, obviously, a lot of times, like we we complain to complain, and we don't want to listen to uh, maybe what the reply is. But if, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like just today, just today, I, like earlier, I was, um, I don't know, I just felt like that feeling come up again. That um, that what God, what I what I felt God promising, what I thought I you know heard Him speaking to me in prayer. Uh, that that could have just been me, mm-hmm. and then um, after you know complaining and well, complaining and also kind of like lifting up that that um, the sorrow that I was feeling, the hopelessness uh, at the idea of that, God also answered because uh, in encounter school, like there there was this time that we got together in uh, the second year and we did like a, a quick, like rapid fire round where we would be prophesying over each other, you know, uh, speaking to each other's life, uh, asking God what he wanted to tell them. And they told us, you know, all right, this is a great time to, uh, really hold on because whenever like God's word doesn't always, it is, it isn't just for now. It, if God's speaking, it's going to be relevant at any given time in your life. Um, and so I recorded on my phone, you know, people, uh, when they were prophets, and stuff like that and i listened to it earlier and like within the first five seconds of the first recording i listened to i was just like oh my gosh like it just like punched me in the face again i'm like god 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 was there with me then um and i i'm here listening to it because he knew that i would listen to it now uh and it's not that i had to hear a big booming voice to uh, get past what i felt you know the hopelessness Mm -hmm. but uh just the voice of another person who was listening to God, man. Yeah. That, that, that turned the day around quite a bit. And it reminded me mm-hmm. that, that trusting in God, just, just having faith, uh, and having peace, uh, when it comes to the darkness, um, that, you know, in, in light of, or the lack of rather light of things that I can't see having peace in all of it and patience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. And and just kind of make it full circle around to uh, kind of back to like those things that like keep us from being able to see God working. Right. Like, I really do believe those are like lies that are circulating. I mean, at least that's that is the case for me. You know, I didn't really have the wisdom the couple of times that like we received prophecies over us to like record it and all of that. But like I do have like one the prophetic thing uh, that I've got like saved. Um, it was like that, that gift exchange thing. But anyway, what I want to highlight here is the next couple of verses or the next, the next verse, just to like kind of highlight this to, to us, to our listeners. And that's this, how long oh people will you be hard of heart? Why do you love what is worthless and chase after lies? You know, it like, 
this is this is the thing that the Lord has been working in me and and um, Colton, this is new for you. I mean, like I haven't shared this with you yet, uh, but I did share this with my wife. Um, this is kind of like the new thing today that the Lord is revealing to me. I I I have been pretty convinced. Um, I've been heart of heart that what I want is better than what God actually wants for me. You know, so I turn to things that I think are like will give me pleasure, like playing video games or like watching Netflix or like doing like something like that, uh, which come to find out a little bit later, listening to like different podcasts, different uh, like psychologists and counselors say like, yeah, that actually puts you in a state of anxiety. Like that continues your state of anxiety and busyness rather than like letting you just acknowledge like how you feel, what you're thinking what's going on. So like I'm, I'm hardening my heart the more I am convinced that like going after these things and trying to get, you know, pleasure or, uh, whatever, like my, my being convinced that I know what's better for me and that I'm so like, it's just hardening my heart even more to being able to see the truth, but rather it's like in my heart is of heart, I'm chasing what is worthless and I'm chasing lies. And that's not me saying that like, entertainment is bad in of itself what i'm saying is when we like try to medicate ourselves with anything like like self-medication is probably going to be overdone and not done well what i'm getting at is god is the only (laughs) the only solution here you know like that that's that's kind of that's the thing that like after that first punch in the face of the first verse like this is the second one that just hit me hard you know Mm -hmm. yeah Colton, do you have any thoughts on that? The last line, uh, it says, In peace I will lie down and fall asleep. For you alone, Lord, make me secure. And in in the uh, Liturgy of the Hours, it says, Make me dwell in safety, which that, for me, has been pretty relevant lately. Like, I, I encountering, like, every once in a while, I'll, like, and you, you probably have experienced this too, but, like, uh, you'll kind of dwell on a thought that makes you, that makes you afraid. That's sort of, if you want to, if you want to give evolutionary explanations or whatever, it definitely has a uh, spiritual roots, roots mm-hmm. rather. And fear itself, uh, it isn't. It's not natural to someone who's in God, uh, who's who's baptized. You know, uh, fear is something that that drags you away from peace, from love, from hope. Um, and I've just, just the past couple of nights, I've been uh, trying to. Get, just get to sleep but i re- i realized and i was recognizing the fact that like i was keeping myself up with anxieties mm-hmm. uh like i don't know if you've if you like if you've ever um like being being afraid about like your future and stuff like that you try to think about all the possibilities and all the ways like i'm i'm an i'm a problem solver kind of personality i like to figure yeah. things out um but when there's just not enough certainty to figure things out you dwell on uh, on what you have, which is mm-hmm. they're like incomplete puzzle pieces. And so, uh, when I get to the point of just like thinking over and over again, and, uh, it, it stirs up a lot of fear, uh, that I've no, I, I've noticed that just the past couple of times I've been trying to get to sleep and I've been taking like melatonin to help me get to sleep because <laughs> otherwise I'll be up for like yeah. hours thinking and dude, that stuff is good. It knocks it, you out. Yeah. And it, it um, does, it does. Just kind of kind of going through and having experienced things like earlier today, uh, kind of refining that that peace and trust in God. Um, 
I think that'll be very helpful because it's it's true. Whenever you obtain like peace, you, you're going to sleep fine. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. It, it's even though it's hard trusting that the Lord will be abundant to you. Um, even though it's hard, it's it's what brings peace. And uh, I don't know. A, a lot of people. And especially a lot of Catholics, I noticed that we we often have this mentality of like, oh, this life is completely suffering and we just got to deal with it, you know, rather rather than looking for like the solutions that God <laughs> gives us in our life uh, presently before we're dead. Um, yeah. Or but, even relishing in the in, in the suffering, like it makes me holier, like God only gives like the holiest people more suffering like, oh. That's that's dangerous thinking. <laughs> it is a very it's a very dangerous thinking because like uh yeah, because then you end up probably you, you end up missing the moments where Christ actually offers you uh peace. And yeah, anyway, if you fall in peace love with pain, pain, yeah. If you fall in love with pain, you're you're gonna miss out on all the love you can fall into with uh Christ. And yep. um anyway. Oh, oh, oh gosh, what was I gonna say? Um Oh yeah, there is a psalm that says, "I will, I believe, I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living." That's, I mean, uh, that's true. God wants to to be faithful and fruitful to us while we're living. <laughs> so, even mm-hmm. though people call death sweet release, it's like that's there's so much more to life that you can have right. hope in. And um, praying that you know, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, while I'm still yeah. alive. Uh, right. God doesn't just God does doesn't just like pour out blessings in heaven or uh, mm. after the resurrection and stuff like that. He pours out blessings now. Right. You know, that's right. that's I why mean, that's why everyone gets baptized when the, well not everybody but that's why people get baptized when they're born because they're partaking in life now. Not they don't get baptized right before they die unless that's that's what the circumstances lead to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I even heard something so extreme once that that like when we die and we're before jesus like it's not just going to be like whether or not we follow this like the 10 commandments mm-hmm. it's going to be like did you actually enjoy the gifts that i gave you did you like actually like live in the joy of the resurrection you know mm-hmm. like did you take advantage of that did you did you live in the life that i wanted to give you i yeah. came that you may have life and have it abundantly did you mm-hmm. do that you know and like if like our faith is nothing more than just like a list of rules and laws, like, are we like, are we actually living in peace and joy? I mean, like, is it possible? Yes. Because like OBD, like that's the starting block, if you will, of like obedience and obedience leads to peace and joy because obedience is more than just having a master, but obedience is listening at the end of the day is listening. You have any last thoughts? Be like Mary and trust in God. I know uh, she never said once that she gave into hopelessness or that she doubted God. Not once. Instead, whenever the angel came to her and she was kind of confused about what the angel was saying that she was going to be conceiving, uh, she didn't doubt. She uh, said, let it be done unto me according to your word. And taking that posture, having trust in the Lord in the way that she does, can only yield good results. And... um, but don't don't we shouldn't believe that that's going to make our lives free of uh, all the things that life comes with the pain. But uh, but trust in God ultimately leads us closer to him and uh, to the resurrection. 
like Mary is. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. And I think with that, uh, we're going to call it a good podcast. So uh, thanks for listening once again. And uh, for your next week's challenge, for next week's challenge, I challenge you to read Psalm 4 and look for the points in this passage that the Lord is highlighting to you. And then I ask you to talk to him. I challenge you to talk to him about it. Like, where is it that he wants you to rest in peace? What are the lies that the Lord wants to free you from? What are the things that the Lord wants to set you free in? So um, that's my challenge to you. And with that, uh, we're going to say goodbye and God bless. Goodbye.